0: Welcome to the Cumberland FA Podcast.
1: So, uh, good afternoon Craig, um, welcome to the uh, latest in the series of Ask the Ref Some Questions and at the moment we're going through a, a new sort of refresh on the FA's Respect campaign so uh, you're the first um, one that I've had to, to get on board um, since sort of uh, the last series that we sent out and uh, welcome to, to sort of the Cumberland FA and Ask, ask the Ref. Um, so Craig, um, how long have you been a referee and how old were you when you started?
0: Well, first of all, uh, thank you very much indeed, Scott, for uh, inviting me uh, along to uh, answer these questions and answer the ref, never mind, ask the ref. Uh, Coming back to your first question, um, in total, uh, I've been refereeing about 15 years, Scott, but that um, spans two periods uh, first period was about 13 in total and then having quite a large gap come back to the game uh, so two years in the most recent session so 15 in total and in terms of when I first started it all off I was a ripe old age of 15
1: fast approaching 16 which let me tell you wasn't yesterday <laughs> I know it well Craig and um, <laughs> before we move on to our next question so that's quite a gap isn't it that's quite a gap that so so um where were you and uh, and um, what level did you get to then back in back in those days when you started off as a fifteen year old? Well, I was uh, I first
0: qualified with the Scottish Football Association and the Stirlingshire branch, and maybe speak about that a bit later. Mm. But the and then uh, early days it was all uh, Scotland and predominantly youth football, and then when we went to university, I uh, transferred to the. English FA and it was then the Essex County uh, and then when I moved into London for some further study uh, became I joined the uh, London FA uh, ultimately reaching the, the heady heights of uh, what is now level 3 uh, and was I hoped anyway having a, a big future in front of me but for personal reasons predominantly having a young family and obviously the commitment that there is when you are going up the ranks as a referee um the obviously it was either taking a step back from the refereeing and committing to family and my career which was taking off as well uh, my professional career uh, or commit yourself to the referee f- refereeing kind of more full time and sadly there was a decision that had to be made and therefore um stepping back from effectively frontline refereeing
1: yeah, I understand that, Craig. And we have a saying, don't we, in refereeing? It's family first, work second, and refereeing third. And you know that juggling, that balancing act is difficult for for many, many of us. And those, particularly those wanting to to progress up the ladder in refereeing. I, I, and, I, I, and, and you know, Scott, that it's so so true because the
0: um you you've got uh everything clashing at once there. You know, you, you want to be the best uh family member you want to be the best at your day job and you want to be the best referee and it all kind of clashes at once there so you've got to make sensible um, mature decisions which are the best for you and it may be different for different people in the, the, those circumstances Scott yeah uh, but certainly certainly for me at the time uh, yeah it was uh, family and uh, day job uh, and step, took a step back from the refereeing at that point
1: yeah, so going back to the beginning then, so um did you play football before becoming a referee? I did. Uh
0: I I, I was all right in Scotland. <laughs> I started off as a as a centre forward but then found myself in the center of defence. Um and would you believe my I suppose my my ultimate then um, footballing career ended up uh, as a goalkeeper, uh, successfully in that, I hasten to add and that all came about because uh we went to a tournament where our first choice keeper got sent off and was suspended. Uh, and our second choice keeper had uh, got injured. So I went in goals and uh in inverted commas had a blinder, closed the in inverted commas and uh, ended up taking up goalkeeping from that point. Um played at a good Saturday, um, amateur level, probably the equivalent of um Cumberland County League level, um and then um the county actually picked a team. Uh, so I was fortunate enough to be selected for the county team as well um, and played for a while there. Um, sadly that came to a, a, a shattering uh, end uh, quite abruptly, um, but we might come on to that just shortly. But yeah, so uh, in, in short answer to your question,
1: yep, uh, I played uh, ultimately as goalkeeper. So that might then, as you say, just alluded to, might be the reason why you became a, a referee, is that so? on yeah but sadly I
0: came off uh, a bicycle um, and fractured both my wrists uh, and so I mean they're, they're good enough for everything else other than goalkeeping at any sort of decent level so love, love the game of football uh, wanted to keep involved um, and you know being a fan and a player always thought I knew I knew better than the referees that we had in our game so um, I thought I'll take up some of that thank you very much and it just so happened that the uh, SFA, uh, the Stallingship branch, were advertising a refereeing course at the time. Um, this would be now circa the um, summer of, uh, or early part of 1990. And so um, I went along, couldn't even drive at the time, so I got the bus to where they were doing the weekly, to, where they were doing the training classes. And uh, thankfully passed the test and there I was. Good
1: stuff, good stuff. And obviously, uh, starting off then as a young referee, what do you remember uh, as a newly qualified referee? Um, some of the advice that you got? I mean, is there any advice that you would like to give now to you newly qualified referees that you, you got given when you were starting off? Yeah,
0: the I think first and foremost, enjoy it. You know, you, you've made a decision to, to do the course, you've made a decision to want to become a referee. Um, so, you know, enjoy it. Uh, yes, there'll be ups, yes, there will be downs, but it's all about um, enjoying first and foremost, but don't don't be afraid to ask, and also don't be afraid to chat as well, Scott. And what I mean by that is I do it still in my games now, whether it be youth football, whether it be you know the um, Cumberland County League, whether it be the uh, um, ladies football. It doesn't matter what level you're refereeing at Chat to the players, chat to the fellow officials, chat to club club officials because it's all about learning. It Doesn't matter what level you're at, how long you've been refereeing. Learn, reflect, but most importantly, enjoy.
1: Absolutely, every day's a school day. They say, don't they? And you, well, you can never totally stop is. learning. Yeah. Absolutely. So, talking about sort of learning and things, who was the biggest or has been the biggest influence in your refereeing career?
0: Well, you know that that that's actually a a, a tricky one, and there's um, a bit of a, a f- funny story here. Um, the the guy that kicked it all off for me uh, would be um, a guy called Jim Babington who was the then secretary of the Stirlingshire Scottish Football Association, Um, he got me on the course uh, way back then, uh, brought me along that course and ultimately I passed with him so um, yeah um, that's where it all started so I would say Jim Babington Uh, but also as I started to uh get my experience. Um, there was a, a class one um Scott we ended up being a UEFA referee by called Dave, David Summers, who's now retired. And uh I always he was a member of our association and I kinda of latched on to him um and he he brought me along. He, he would always share stories and experiences and give me some tutoring um, and there's a lot of time for David, he was a big influence but ultimately the leads me nicely on to um, the, the humorous part of this um, a FIFA referee by the name of Andrew Waddle, who sadly is no longer with us um, and my first brush uh, with Andrew Waddle came when as a young 16 year old, fairly new qualified referee having gone to a Scottish professional match on a Saturday afternoon with my best mate to watch uh, East Stirlingshire versus Stirling Albion um, I was just about to sit down with a, a pie in my hand Scott when an announcement came over the Tannoy that they were missing a match official and um, I and was there any qualified official on the ground to which I obviously went and made myself uh, known and uh, I ended up uh, being as it was then linesman now assistant referee to Andrew Waddle and um, got so well looked after Uh, That was the first time I'd met him, kept in contact with him and uh, great experience just learning so much even just on that one game but obviously the little hints and tips that he would use to pass on thereafter uh, just by that sheer off chance of meeting at that game. So yeah,
1: that would be the three, um, an answer to your your question there. What a fabulous story. I mean it's every sort of football supporting referee's dream, isn't it, to to be <laughs> at a Premier League or a Scottish Premiership game and um to hear those words over the tannoy system. Is there any qualified referee in the stadium? Uh, many a time I've been watching my team Southampton or, 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 or on England duty, uh, or sorry, England uh, uh, watching England games and uh, just pray, praying that that, uh, that talent announcer comes out and I can be first to the nearest steward and declare my services. And um, yeah, that might be one way I might actually ever get to referee at Wembley, but uh, hey-ho. But no, great story that, Craig. And um so um, I'm going to ask you now about setbacks because we all have setbacks. Um, have you got any setbacks along the way that you wanted to sort of discuss? And you know, feel free not to. But you know, obviously, this is a, a chance to get to know you, ask the ref, and also to to you know consider development points for future referees going forward. Yeah, I, I think
0: there's there's a couple for me, Scott, and it relates back to what we spoke about a few moments ago. Um, the first one is believing in yourself and believing that you're good enough and when you put yourself forward for promo- promotion um, not getting it perhaps the first time round or maybe even the second time round for that matter um, and that that can send you on a downward spiral um, but for me, yeah, it, it was disappointing when, when you didn't get the, the nod first time round or even second time round but to actually use that as a motivation don't let it become the downward spiral uh, and actually say, right, listen to what assessors maybe have for you or observers, uh, listen to uh, maybe what your body's telling you, now get on the, now the the treadmill a bit harder, whatever it happens to be that you need to do to improve and come back stronger, fitter, better next time round and make sure you make the grade. And, yeah, thankfully, as I kept going, it did for me. So um, there was that setback. The other setback would be, when, when you make those life choices that we were speaking about, you know, the, I recently, you know, I, I love being back refereeing and I'm very grateful to both the, the SFA and the uh, Cumberland County FA for, for having me back on board. Uh, absolutely loving it. And, but my big question to to my wife um, is I, I've, way back when, um, I, I was married before, so it's a second marriage, and saying to my wife, you know, I do not know why uh, I left it so long to come back because having been away for it so long, I've, I've missed it. And I, I know that now because of the, the absolute fun and enjoyment I'm having these last two years or so that I've been back. So if you were to ask me why did I leave it so long, I couldn't answer it. Obviously life and now... Uh, Raising a, a family, you know, and professional life again comes into that, but there was opportunities perhaps there that I didn't go looking for and or didn't take. So it's a bit of a setback now because I think if I'd have come back to it a bit uh, quicker, Scott, you never mm. know, I'm might have. i not saying I would have got back to level three or whatever, but um, certainly I could have perhaps moved on or pushed on again. Um, so, yeah, that, that a little bit of a setback there from a, from a personal perspective. But uh, I'm still out there doing it, Scott, and thoroughly enjoying it. So, um, again, um, I, I take that as a positive there.
1: So is that the best thing about refereeing for you then? Sort of being active, being out there, being around colleagues and and being involved in football? Or is there something else about refereeing that sort of re sparked that in you and, 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 you know, cause you to sort of, you know reflect and, and realise actually you know what you have missed it because you know we all referee for a reason some some of it financially some of it for being still active in the game some of it for fitness reasons what's the best I, thing about I, refereeing I, for,
0: yeah for, for me it's generally just being involved in it Scott you know it's, uh, as I said there a few moments ago having realised just how much I missed it yeah I I'm going to support my my teams and uh, you watch it on the TV and all the rest of it but actually being involved in it you know and, and not from a well, look at me I'm a decision maker perspective not at all from the sheer fact that you have the best and in seat in the house you know that I mean I was doing a, a game there on on Saturday and it was a great game end to end and you know yes there was people quite a crowd actually but on both sides of the pitch but I had the best seat. Mm. You know, I was there in, in that watching this game unfold, uh, and you, you can't buy that. You know, it's uh so yeah, yeah just a general involvement of uh, being out there. The added benefit, of course, uh, trying to keep fit at my uh, ripening age, um, and yeah, just really enjoyable. Just good to be out there.
1: Good stuff, mate. Well, you mentioned the game on Saturday. I'm sure you've got many memorable games, but what's the most memorable game you've been involved with? And obviously, you alluded to the one when you were just about to tuck into your pie as a spectator, as a 16-year-old. <laughs> but um, surely you've had uh, some other games that are memorable and stick in the mind? Yeah, um, absolutely.
0: And, uh, uh, it's funny because th- that would be um, one of them because what uh, the, my, my best mate and I had always joked what would happen if, we ever, if that call ever came over the town, just as you were saying a few moments ago. So yeah, definitely that game, and um, being so young as well. Um, but the... Two stick out for me, uh, one very recent uh, and one uh, a little bit further back and the, the one further back starting there was actually at a, an in, a, a, a international tournament, it makes it sound f- far more glamorous than what it was, it was held in uh, the central belt of Scotland uh, at Grangemouth but they had teams come from all over the world, it was called the Thistle Cup. And the in uh, the under eighteen section I ended up uh, refereeing um Rangers and Celtic, uh, under eighteens in there this uh cup final and the it went all the way to uh, penalties in fact. And um yeah, sadly even uh These young men, um, as they were, um, the Rangers, uh, if I recall, ended up going on to winning penalties and the Celtic players were absolutely distraught and having to deal with that as well. So yes, you had the excitement of the game, getting appointed to it, high profile in the stadium. It was rampant, as you can imagine. Um, But going all the way to, to penalties, but then having to deal with the players who were obviously quite emotional because obviously they wanted to to win so that was quite a learning experience there so there was that one Um, and coming perhaps a bit more uh, recent actually um, really uh, I felt it was having the honour of refereeing uh, one of the recent uh, Veterans League Cup finals uh, for the Cumberland FA just a couple of months ago Um, absolutely uh, first time, my my first season in that league uh, having the honour of uh, being the man in the middle with two assistants, a great game of football. Uh, There were actually some serious decisions to be made. It all seemed to be a busy second half, but great game, great feedback from everybody involved, and that included both teams. Um, And that was a real real honour uh, to be involved at such a a really, really uh, high profile, in my opinion, game of football, Uh, and being given that honour, uh, having recently joined uh,
1: the Cumberland FA, so um, that sticks out for me. Well, that was well earned, obviously, your appointment for the Cumberland um, final in the the Veterans League. And um, certainly, you know, you've you've certainly joined us uh, a couple of years ago during very difficult times, obviously with the pandemic and COVID-19 and things. But certainly, you know, um, your appointment was well justified and um, well done again on that appointment. Um, So you obviously talked about some memorable games there. Um, Must have been some real tough moments. We talked earlier about decisions you had to make about leaving the game for family and work. And we understand those reasons. Um, but any any real tough moments on in your refereeing career? Yeah, early on,
0: Scott, I've I've had the misfortune of being assaulted twice um, as a match official, um, and I must admit, um, e- even back then, uh, the support from the various um uh, sort of county one one was uh, with the SFA, so and one was um, actually when I was with the Durham FA when I was first at university in Sunderland and uh, both uh, associations dealt with it absolutely fantastically um, and I think also having good support from the, the being part of the association going to meetings and, and meeting other referees before things like that happen so you've got yourself a, a ready built support network so that when something like that happens you've got colleagues that you can reach out to notwithstanding then the the more disciplinary side of how the association deals with matters Uh, if you've got all of those connections in place and all of those support mechanisms in place then you you, you can you can deal with it and you can come you can either move on from it or get over it and thankfully i was able to do so on on both my unfortunate um uh, occasions
1: Mm, very tough moments i'm sure and um you know whilst um you know, assault on, on match officials is very rare. I don't imagine having not suffered it myself, but uh, certainly I'd imagine it, it's a very difficult time and, and that support network around you from the County FA, from like you say, the, the RDO, you know, over here myself. And, and obviously when you were in Durham and things, people there, uh, associations there to provide support and obviously help you through that, um, misconduct and, and discipline procedure, um, tough times, yeah. I'm sure, but, yeah. um, <laughs> let's move away from that, that tough, that tough question. And, um, look at um, some a bit more light-hearted. Um, so if you could referee one ex-player from the past, who would it be, Craig? Scott, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky one because there's so many that would uh,
0: come to mind, with uh, especially with regards to the variant. I mean, I'm a, a boyed Hibs fan. Um, uh, don't hold that against me. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, of course, for my sins, my... Uh, my my dad's side of the family. Uh, my dad's from Barnsley, so there's uh, I've got a strong Barnsley connection as well. So I'm I'm really paying my sins there. Um, but the 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 obvious ones from, from obviously me, my boyhood would be the 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 the, the and the Maradonas. But that's too obvious, uh, and whilst it goes without saying, yeah, it would be absolutely fantastic. But I'm torn between two here, Scott, um, and that is Gaza. Because uh, not only would i have talked about having that best seat in the house, mm. but just imagine being in the middle of a park and, and just watching him play, you know, you would, you would certainly have the best seat in the house. And not only was he a, a footballing magician, we all know that, but I think he would be good crack as well on and off the pitch. Uh, and you seen that you might recall the time when he was with Rangers, where the referee, when he was giving him a yellow card, dropped the yellow card out of his pocket. I do. Uh, and, and Gaza picked that up and effectively showed the referee the yellow card. Um, so, but that type of thing, yeah, I, I, I think you would have great crack with Gaza on a field of play. Um, so Gaza would be one. But bringing it back to my boyhood Hibbs team, um, of course, in, the, in his uh, later years, uh, the,
1: the late great George Best played for Hibs right, um, for, yeah. a season, for a season or two in
0: 1981 um, so yeah I think I would love to have uh, refereed George Best as a, as a Hibs player but um, obviously there might be some issues about refereeing a team that I support so um, but yeah that would be um, Gazza and George Best I think for those two reasons Scott
1: uh, good shouts there, and we'll move on. I don't want to talk about conflicts of interest. Um, so we'll move on. Um, do you have any pre-match rituals? Some of us do, some of us don't. Do you have any?
0: I do. I'll, I kind of have two. Um, one is that when I'm when I'm ready and just before I leave uh, the the dressing room, or uh, uh, of course COVID the times now getting changed in the back of a car or whatever, um, is tap the three pockets on my shorts because I, I, I keep the, the same things in each of the pockets when, when I referee any game of football. So tap the left pocket to make sure I've got in there what I, what I would always have in there. Uh, tap my, my right-hand pocket to make sure I've got in there what, everything that should be in there. And tap my back pocket to make sure that everything's in there. And then, then I'm good to go. Um, and there's no great secret as to what's in those pockets. It's, um, it's my, my whistle and one pencil in my left pocket It's my coin, my notebook, uh, and uh, another pencil in my uh, left pocket. Well, it was in my right pocket, I beg your pardon. Uh, And in my back pocket, my red card.
1: Good here. Red uh, pocket, uh, back pocket, red card. I like to hear that. Yeah. Well done. Um, Right. Last couple of questions then. So, what is being a referee given to you?
0: Enjoyment, Scott, um, links back to what we were speaking about a few moments ago, but fitness, being involved in the game, still being involved in the game today as my years advance, but ultimately enjoyment. And, and hopefully, um, you, you've heard those expressions and it's not um, it's, it's not nonsense But about the third team, we are the third team. Um, you know we, we need players as much as players need us so actually being involved in the game and actually being being able to give something back to the game at whatever level and everybody has the right to play football so hence why i enjoy being involved and in, uh, not only obviously amateur football but you now it be girls football uh, uh, boys football you know the mixed ability football the whole the whole shooting match everyone uh, has the right to to be involved and play the game that's yes.
1: Absolutely, and the last question then: What would you still like to achieve in the game, Craig?
0: To go as to go as high and as far as I can, uh, Scott. But obviously, uh, the, the body might tell me something different. Uh, but ultimately, uh, on that note, w- w- realistically, uh, to keep my performances as high a at higher level as I can, Scott. That's that's very important. Doesn't matter what level you referee at, you want to be consistent. And you, I, I want to be the best. You know, it doesn't matter what I'm re- refereeing, whether it be two sets of teams of insects. I want to be the I want to
1: be the best and make every call as as the best it can be. Absolutely. Well, well thanks very much f- for your time this afternoon, Craig. And one last one for me. I'm going to throw in a curveball question you weren't expecting. But you mentioned Hibs. I bet you're delighted on the result recently, and I bet you're going to try out your most utmost to get a ticket for that final, aren't you?
0: Uh, I, I I sure am because I don't come around that that often for Hibbs fans. 2016 was the uh, the one and only time I thought I would ever see uh, Hibs lift uh, the Scottish cup at, and we've been in a few uh, finals uh, then there and there about so um, here's hoping this time because last season actually Scott where uh, Hibs done very well um, but we just couldn't get over the line uh, in both uh, Cups. Um, I think it was a semi-final and a final for Hibs last season. So here's hoping that um, having put Rangers out, um, we actually played them off the park on Sunday. So here's hoping
1: um, this is some silverware. So, yeah, all I can do is get hands on a ticket. We <laughs> wish you all the best with getting one of those. And thanks again, Craig. And good luck with the rest of the season. And hope to catch up with you soon. Take care. And by the way, Merry Christmas if I don't see you as well. And have a good New Year.
0: Right, Scott, and again, thank you very much for inviting me
1: along to this session. Cheers, Greg. Take care, pal. Bye. Thank you very much indeed.
0: Bye now. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. We'd also love to hear your thoughts on this episode. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Cumberland FA or like Cumberland FA on Facebook for more episodes.